This is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Coming up, Subversity with Dan Zhang. The opinions expressed on the show are not necessarily those of the regents of the University of California, nor the management of KUCI. Um, today we're going to be talking about labor, labor conditions, uh, how they've improved, uh, or have they, under a new era of um, national um, can-do kind of politics. Um, so with us is a former KUCI um, show host, public affairs show host, who used to do a show called um, um, huh? News. News Gap. Yeah, how could I forget that? And a gap in my memory. Uh, and that's, of course, John L., who's a labor organizer, has been a labor organizer in town, and also is the publisher of OC Voice, an independent publication uh, based in Huntington Beach. Uh, welcome, uh, John. Thank you. Good morning. Uh, good morning. Um, wh- what do you think are the prospects for labor in this new administration? Uh, That's a well, more general kind of question. I, I don't know. We, well, it's too early to tell, but obviously the uh, there's a, a push in Congress now to... Uh, to uh, put through legislation that will allow for a card check agreement at uh, or during organizing campaigns, which means that instead of a rigged election, uh, if the majority of the members of uh, or, or employees of a of a uh, particular business uh, sign cards to uh, to join a union, they can do that uh, without intimidation from the employer and uh, Obama's new. Uh, proposed labor, uh, Secretary of Labor uh, has a history of supporting that, so we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, we have on the line with us uh, Steve Zautner. Seltzer. 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 Uh, yes, uh, this is uh, Dan, Dan, and uh, John is on uh, on the other mic here. And uh, what what is the uh, what do you what do, oh what maybe you could uh, say something about yourself. What, well, I've been, uh, I'm a labor journalist and producing, I produce labor video documentaries on working people here in the United States and internationally. Um, I've been producing labor videos since 1983, and we also stream, on the, stream them on the web at laborvideo.org um, about the struggle of working people and, and the censorship by the media about what's going on with working people in the trade unions. Um, for example, today in Elkhart, Indiana, the uh, President Obama is going to be going to Elkhart, but one of the stories you're not going to see, and we are not going to see in the media, is the story of the Elkhart UAW 364-Con Selmer strikers. They've been on strike for three years in Elkhart, Indiana, and against uh, Steinway, the owner of Steinway, is a stock manipulator. Um, they've not only been abandoned by the corporate media, which has covered up their story, but also their UAW leadership are not telling their story. I mean, this is one of the longest strikes in the United States. There's going to be no mention of it in the media. In fact, they were kept out of the rally this morning uh, that's being held in Elkhart. They were, weren't given tickets. So that tells you the kind of corporate-controlled media we have in this country is an example. Uh, I just asked uh, John to reflect on this new administration. Do you, what do you think is... Uh, he had mentioned the card check uh, proposal that Obama is, is uh, offering. Uh, what else do you think will improve with this new Im- administration? Well, I mean, they, they have to nationalize the banks under labor and community control. Uh, they've given trillions of dollars to the banks. The banks are refusing to give credit. Uh, uh, the Obama administration, if you look at their cabinet, uh, are basically Clintonites. Uh, it's, a, it's Obama-Clinton cabinet, and the, the same people who are in charge of his economic policy are the same people who are in favor of deregulating the economy. Uh, in favor of uh, uh, these stock manipulation deals of the big banks. These are the people that that he has in his cabinet. I mean, another thing that is important, which Obama opposes, is single-payer to get rid of the insurance companies. He promised when he was campaigning that if workers could not get health care at their job, uh, or if they were, uh, that he would, uh, if they were unemployed, if they could not get health care, they would have the same health care as he has and the Congress people have. Now, that means uh, a national health care, single-payer, getting rid of the insurance companies. And the millions of people who are losing their jobs in the United States have no health care. And Obama refusing to, to take on the insurance companies 
and say that we have to have national health care for everyone and, uh, and get these insurance companies who are really bloodsuckers out of the health care business. They're still offering uh, children's uh, health care, right? I mean, a, a supplement thing. Uh, yeah, but the, the, that's, that's yeah. For, for low-income people, and, and uh, I, I think it's a crumb. We face a catastrophe in this country. Millions of people are, are, are being thrown out of work. Uh, throw, having, just having their kids, it's better than nothing. But just having the, kid, the, the kids be able to get health care doesn't solve the systemic problems. And what we have is a, is a system problem. And it's very interesting that Obama has said he, he doesn't want to be ideological. <laughs> he doesn't want to be ideological, but he's going to give money to banks and, and, uh, and, 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 the, and the auto companies um, and let them uh, solve the problem. And that's, that's not solving the problem. In yeah, my view. Really, really, yeah. There should be a single-payer health plan and uh, to cover everybody. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And, you know, this is, it's the, the people now in this country who are losing their health care uh, in a massive way, um, these people are an emergency. If their children get sick, if they get sick, uh, they have nothing. And the, and the hospitals are overloaded. Uh, the Republicans uh, just cut money for uh, education. In fact, this new bill, which uh, Senator Feinstein uh, uh, put an amendment on in the Senate, said excluded money for museums, for parks, uh, for um, theaters and things like that. These are the things that we need to put money on, put people to work building these things, or rebuilding our economy. How about this whole uh, thing with uh, unemployment uh, insurance? Uh, he's offered uh, extra weeks, right? Yes. Yes, I mean you know I'm I'm in favor of additional money for unemployment. I mean this is, but the the problem is basically as a system, as a system, capitalism is collapsing, and the other thing is is that nobody wants to invest. The capitalists don't want to invest if they don't know what's going to happen to their investment. Right, for sure. And that's why people are afraid to buy houses. They're afraid that even if they buy a house, the value of that house will go down. Uh, John, uh, you're a publisher of a newspaper. Do you see that? In, is there an effect on the ads that you carry from small businesses? Are they canceling ads or what? Well, I don't want to use the word canceling, but uh, they're, they're not canceling, but they're having a hard time paying. And so we're, we're getting late payments, and so it has had an effect on us, and we're a marginal, we're a marginal operation as it is. But... Um, uh, yeah, I, th I think, uh, you know, one of the flaws of the capitalist system is that it, it's uh, kind of a boom bust, and the boom is often uh, based on uh, hot air, so we're in the, the uh, result of that situation now. For sure. Uh, how, how about this? Uh, is the labor, un um, labor community uh, unified? Uh, I know that there's been some articles recently um, about splits within different unions. And uh, the New York Times wrote a piece recently about uh, split, uh, saying that a marriage between two unions uh, may end up in divorce. Uh, we're, talking about, we're talking about the uh, change to win coalition, which was uh, the two unions specifically that the article is talking about are, um, well, the union is Unite here. Previously, Unite was the um, uh, union for... Uh, garment workers, uh, basically, and the uh, and here the hotel employees, restaurant employees union was, of course, for ho hotel and and restaurant employees. I was uh, an organizer and researcher in in that uh, union just prior to it be joining with Unite, and that's what they're they're talking about the the merger that occurred, and the, there's a trend has been a trend to merge unions, uh, uh, and this is a kind of a top down approach to organizing with the uh, belief that uh, by by imitating uh, corporate America, you can take on corporate America. At least that's what they, they said. And now uh, Bruce Rayner, who is the uh, president of, was the president of uh, Unite and is the co-president of this Unite here, is uh, asking for a divorce from the uh, hotel union, uh, which is run by um, uh, 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 Wilhelm, uh, Kaiser Wilhelm, as uh, many of the members call him. <laughs> So you had some uh, dealings with Rayner you yourself. I did because I was involved in, as an organizer, uh, originally as an organizer and researcher from 2000-2002 with, uh, with uh, here, Local 681 here in Orange County. 
And uh, then um, I was basically uh, booted out of that job for, uh, to make a long story short, challenging uh, authority. And uh, then I became involved in uh, union reform efforts for the next several years. That led to... Uh, to make a long story short, um, because we had a, uh, a stolen election that read, led to a revolt in the uh, union and um, a breakaway of uh, several thousand members, and uh, to so I was one of the people who uh, went back uh, to negotiate a settlement to that, uh, and that was just at the time that here was uniting with unite, and this this change was supposed to bring all kinds of money in from Unite, which is the only union that owns a, a bank. And uh, that that money was supposedly going to be used for organizing. This is going to be a new era of organizing and challenging corporate America and so on. Well, um, none of that has occurred. There hasn't been a single new hotel organized or restaurant organized here in Orange County. Even uh, Wilhelm admitted recently that uh, they've uh, they've organized fewer uh, workers under this system than before. So uh, basically what's going on, uh, if you read that article in the New York Times, it, it looks to me, and then Steve can chime in too, but it, it, it seems to me that um, it's a power grab uh, uh, going on be between these two two uh, oligarchs in the labor movement, uh, Bruce Rayner and um, Kaiser Wilhelm. I can't even remember his first name. I'm sorry right now. It's leaving me. John, but, John Wilhelm. What, what, what was that? I think it's a John. I, I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so... So, um, anyways, uh, that's what's going on now. They're, they can't get, they're, they're arguing over uh, how to use the money and who gets to control the executive board and so on. It's John W. Wilhelm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John Wilhelm. Yeah, I, I think that the, uh, the reason that Change to Form allegedly was uh, split off from the AFL-CIO is they said that they were going to uh, organize the AFL-CIO had failed to organize millions of people and that they were going to really do the organizing job and that the AFL-CIO couldn't do that. I, I think that was a dishonest and uh, statement because basically they could have stayed in the AFL-CIO and continued doing what they're doing. There's nothing, absolutely nothing, that they have done the change to win that couldn't have been done in the AFL-CIO. In fact, the AFL-CIO has grown more in membership than change to win. So this whole uh, uh, uni uh, split from the AFL-CIO was basically a power grab. Okay. Uh, it was a power yeah. grab to, to get more power. And, in fact, Andy Stern, in his power grab, who's president of the SEIU, has been merging workers in California in the SEIU locals. There are 750,000 members of the SEIU in California, and yet there's no united mobilization against the budget cuts. I mean, they have virtually an army in California in members, and his merges, he's merged locals against their wishes. In fact, in Orange County, the Orange County Employees Association uh, did not want to merge. They were part of uh, these workers in Orange County were, were SEIU members, um, and, and they said, we, we're out of here, and they formed their own independent association. They split from the, from the SEIU because they didn't want to go along with the merger. And recently, um, the, uh, Andy Stern has taken over, just recently this past week, uh, took over uh, the United Healthcare workers and is uh, uh, trashing their local and is trying to destroy the union and helping management. And actually, management in California are quite happy with Andy Stern uh, because he's acting as a company agent inside the labor movement. That's, that's great, yeah. So... Um what, what do you think uh, will end up, will they uh, have a divorce then? Well, there already is. I mean, this crisis, this internal crisis within the labor movement is a reflection of the fact that none of these union leaderships have a plan to deal with this economic depression. For example, in California, the collapse of housing prices is devastating to public workers. Thousands, tens of thousands of public workers, hundreds of thousands of public workers may lose their job in California because of the structure. It's not only the economic collapse, it's the whole structure of the economy. One, you have to have two-thirds vote to pass a, 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 a budget in the state legislature. That may, means that the uh, Republicans can hold up things, hold up the, the, uh, uh, the budget. Two, uh, there's, they need to eliminate the uh, commercial exemption that uh, property, commercial property has under Proposition 13, which uh, is, is terrible. There has to be a tax on the billionaires in California. California is one of the wealthiest states in the world, and yet these, uh, the rich get off easily in California, relatively. 
And uh, we face a very radical situation in which uh, we're going to have uh, 15, 10, 15% unemployment in California, and, and yet California is a very wealthy state. It's a very rich state. Yeah, really, definitely. Um, do you, uh, John, what do, you, what do you think is going to happen with here then, Unite? Well, um, the, probably they'll, they'll make a settlement and, uh, and, and separate, but uh, Wilhelm doesn't want the divorce. Rainer wants the divorce. Uh, I, I don't know. Probably they'll 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 break up and and, and make some kind of uh, you know, alimony payments to one way or the other. But uh, the the worst thing about this, the the main point about this is that labor, it, organized labor or unorganized labor, is in dire straits in this country. We have many problems, which uh, Steve just uh, talked about. And what are these so-called leaders like? Uh, Wilhelm and Stainer and and uh, Andy Stern, Rainer, Rainer and others. What what are they they doing? They're just messing it all up, making it even worse. And uh, they've posited themselves all along as the people who are going to save us uh, from them. Actually, if you you know put it right, and they've failed miserably. And they failed because they're this is not they're not looking at this from the perspective of the workers. They don't want to hand over control of the unions to the people who should be controlling them, who are the workers. And so this, because of these little uh, uh, spats, uh, these power grabs going on at the top, the rest of us suffer at the bottom. And so I think it's incumbent upon the people in unions and workers themselves to stop following this model. And I, I think maybe they need to, we need to look back into history at the models that have worked and I think that the models of organizing that have worked and that gave us what's still left uh, of, of the benefits of organized labor, labor that, uh, that uh, went on in the, in the uh, 100 years ago and, and then uh, 30s. And in the 30s. And uh, we have to go back, look back in our history and find out what was working them and it, then. And it was more or less uh, a, a bottom-up thing, not a top-down thing like they're doing now. Well, what was the settlement you reached with them then? For the reformers, uh, basically, uh, well, we had an election in in the uh, union, and votes were literally uh, not counted; uh, they were stolen, and so the uh, members um, of the one faction who were working at Disneyland decided to form an o their own independent union. And then, uh, under Maria Durazo, who was then president of Local 11, uh, HERE. Uh, a lot of, uh, I, I would call them kind of Wilhelm goons were brought in to try to intimidate people and to tell lies and, and try to prevent this, this independent union from, from forming. Well, that just made the members even more angry and, uh, and, and more determined. And so then they decided they better, better reach a settlement. So they uh, flew uh, three of us out to Washington, D.C. to talk to them about a settlement and agreed basically to give autonomy to the to that union, but uh, they still so they could st still be a member of the national union and pay their their per capita tax uh, to the which which uh, you know now so that was good, but then uh, unfortunately that uh, union uh, it, that formed uh, out at Disneyland uh, for food workers, uh, although uh, the uh, the people running that union, the administration is honest. It's just not interested in organizing, unfortunately, and so uh, that was a disappointment for me. So it ended up not organizing new people. That, that's right. They haven't they haven't organized any, anybody, and that kind of. So I have to ask myself, you know, what did I spend all my time doing there? But I guess uh, I, I, I learned a lot from it, and so uh, I think you know, trying to reform. What I learned here is trying to reform unions from within is kind of a lost cause. I think what we need to do is just form our, our new union structures, new organizing structures uh, outside of the traditional union. So uh, that's, what, um, that's what I've been trying to do in my own small way here. And I think that, uh, you know, let, let people, let the, the let's, let's not try to, you can't work within the structure that's there now. It's like trying to work within the Democratic Party. It's so corrupted that it's, it's just not worth it to even deal with it. So just start something new. That's my view. I don't know. I think Steve might agree with that. 
Well, I think that the workers have to fight for their unions to uh, to do what they should be doing. Um, unfortunately, for example, in the in the budget crisis in California, there are a million and a half public workers in California. This is an emergency. This is an economic emergency. Yet the head of the state AFL-CIO, uh, Art Pulaski. Uh, even though a resolution was pa- which, which was passed by San Francisco Labor Council and the state AFL-CIO calling for an emergency meeting of all public workers' unions is refusing to, to bring people together, to, to bring all public workers together and develop a plan, a strategy. And what we're pushing for, uh, there's a group called United Public Workers for Action, is a statewide strike of all public workers in California. There are a million and a half public workers. But they're relying, Art Pulaski and the union tops in California are relying on the Democrats in the legislature, and they're relying on Obama to solve our problems. And the ideology, this ideology, somebody else is going to solve our problems, right, is, is, right. A bank, is a bankrupt ideology. Right, I mean, in fact, the Democrats right now in California have already agreed to massive budget cuts. When, when they do get a budget, it's going to lead to massive budget cuts. And the Democrats are, are, are pushing that with, with uh, Schwarzenegger. And our unions, our union leadership statewide, is telling us, keep, be happy, and the Democrats will take care of our problems. Right, and that's why I, I think, you know, I, I wouldn't, I'm not saying uh, workers should abandon the unions they're in and, and, and not try to do anything within their unions, but I, I, just looking at the overall issue of reform, if we want... The, the, the kind of changes that need to take place in this country to happen, we, we're talking about systemic uh, changes. We have to, to uh, get at the root of, of what's going on here, and, and the only way we're going to do that is to form some, some new structure here because you, you cannot, cannot operate or cannot make the, the fundamental changes that need to be made by, re, by uh, relying on, on a... I mean, how, how do you pressure your union leaders uh, to do something when, it, when they're, the system is so corrupt within that union? Now, some, there may, there's variations on that, but, but I think um, so in the long term, we, we've got to have uh, something else. I, and I, I, you know, I think uh, something along the lines of the, the one big union and uh, you know, organizing across... Uh, workplace borders, uh, geographic borders, yeah. and so on. And uh, I, I think, I don't know if that's going to happen in, in our lifetime. I, I hope so. Well, I think that the economic situation now is forcing workers to come together collectively. All public workers in California need to come together. Each Right now what's happening in, in, in Orange County and San Francisco and throughout the state, each group, little group, the teachers or the city workers, are trying to solve their own problems on their own with small demonstrations and protests. This is a system problem. This is a system problem. Exactly. It's not going to be solved by little, isolated, marginalized protests. It's a systemic problem, and that is what the labor movement and working people have to discuss and address and develop a program to solve. And the union bureaucracy, and if you can, you can call it that, the union bureaucracy doesn't want to have this debate and discussion because they have no solutions. They're, as we discussed before, their, their plan is that the Democrats are going to solve their problems. Yeah, and it's not only that they don't have solutions, the solutions, uh, I, I think they know what the, the real solutions would be, and that would be a threat to their power as well. And well, that's why there'd be no mass protest. I mean, if you, for example, all the people in California that lost their health care, you could have a, a, a protest of a million people or 500,000 people in Sacramento demanding single payer to say we have a right to health care, get the insurance companies out of the health care business, let's get single payer. But the unions are afraid, the union leadership are afraid to mobilize the members uh, because it, once workers are mobilized in California and this country, this union bureaucracy, um, which basically is not representing them, will be removed. The union bureaucracy workers will say, what are you doing? How are you representing us? How come you haven't represented us? Uh, what's your plan? What's your program? They have no. Uh, there's a there's a great political crisis going on within the labor movement, and that's actually reflected in these splits that are taking place among the union tops, the union top officials. What they, what, what what locals are more independent than uh, are more into this kind of local democracy? Well, there are United Teachers of Los Angeles is a more independent local. Um, I mean, the Orange County, I don't know what's happened lately, but the Orange County local left the SEIU because they said we want to have local control. I mean, you, workers have a right to have local control and, and, and have control of their own, uh, their own uh, struggles in their lo- on local basis. And what's happened with the trade unions in the United States is they become more corporatized, more centralized, and all millions of dollars are going into Andy Stern in the, in the hands of these union officials, and then they just hand it over to the Democrats. 
But I think sometimes I've been in unions where they are afraid to go local because they're afraid the employer will uh, management will try to decertify them. Well, by local, if first of all, by local, what I mean is a democratically run union. That means where the staff are elected by the rank and file. It's not a top-down union. What you have in this country are business unions. Yeah, they're, right. They're yeah. business unions. They're not workers' unions. They're business unions. That means that you elect these officials, and then they appoint people. They appoint all the staff. The rank and file members don't have democratic control, because if you if you don't like your local union business agent, you have to fight the entire bureaucracy to get them out in some of these big unions. And the bigger they become, the more difficult it has it, it is for checks and balances, and more difficult it is for democratic control. So Every, it's not. So it shouldn't lead to decertification. There, there was a decertification in Orange County by the uh, Orange County Employees Association because they did not want to be merged into the SEIU. And that decision uh, has been really, uh, you know, uh, uh, correct because what's happening in the SEIU now in Orange County, for example, is that the uh, hospital workers, the Kaiser Hospital workers in Orange County, are very angry because yeah, the, the yeah. International is in Orange County. Andy Stern, the International, is in Orange County telling them they'll decide who their leaders are. They'll decide how things are going to be run, and they'll make deals with the bosses. Right in Orange County. Now, what business does Andy Stern, the head of the SEIU, have coming going to going to Orange County and telling the Orange County hospital workers who's going to run their union? He's in New York, right? Well, Washington, D.C. Washington, well, this, yeah. is the same, yeah. this is the same union leader uh, who thinks it's uh, great to outsource jobs uh, and... Uh, who uh, thinks Walmart is, is is a good thing and so on? So yeah, he wants to. He was united with Walmart in California and Schwarzenegger to put in a health care plan that that would that would harm workers. That would allow uh, would not be single payer, but it would force workers into into some kind of scheme, HMO scheme. That's Andy Stern's plan. And now Andy Stern has sent his agents, his goons, really union goons and gangsters to Orange County to tell the Orange County hospital workers who were in UHW who, who, who should be representing them. Why are you calling them gangsters? Because these people that he's hired are, are not representing the rank and file. They're gangsters. They've, they've attacked workers. They've busted into union offices in, in Northern California. They've hurt physically hurt workers. Uh, they're gangsters. This is union gangsterism of Andy Stern. In fact, in, um, uh, in Puerto Rico at the uh, SEIU convention, which was held last June, uh, the teachers there were being raided by Andy Stern. And, uh, and they were raiding the union. They spent $20 million trying to raid the union. And the teachers tried to picket the convention and tried to leaflet the workers at the uh, SEIU convention in Puerto Rico. And the, the po shock police came in and beat the teachers in Puerto Rico. So Andy Stern and Dennis Hickey Rivera who is a leader, uh, a Puerto Rican leader from New York in the SEIU, actually used the police and, and uh, police force to attack and beat the, uh, the workers, the Puerto Rican teachers, in, in a raid. Now, first of all, why is the SEIU spending $20, $30, $40 million raiding another union in Puerto Rico when so many workers in this country are unorganized? What it? business do we have to go to Puerto Rico when so many workers in this country do have no unions? Was this uh, AFT or... or uh, no, this was the there. SEIU tried to raid the teachers' union. They had an independent union. They were in the AFT. They quit the AFT because of corruption in Puerto uh -huh. Rico. They formed their own union, and then Andy Stern set up a rump okay. company union to take over the teachers, the 40, their 40,000 teachers in Puerto Rico. But it shows the kind of labor imperialism of the, t of the unions in this country, that they would spend union dues, rank-and-file dues, members' dues, to go to another country to raid another union when so many workers in this country are unorganized. I mean, the SEIU has... A bill, a hundreds of millions of dollars in California. Have they done anything to mobilize their members in California against the budget cuts? In every little local area in California, everybody's fighting on their own. They're taking layoffs. They're taking wage cuts. There's no mobilization of the 750,000 SEIU members in California against these attacks that they face. Right. We're supposed to just sit back and let uh, Obama Exactly. Save us. Obama will right. save us. You know, I mean, this is what they're saying. I mean, <laughs> I, the Obama bubble is going to burst very soon. Because even if this economic so-called stimulus is passed, it's right. not going to change the, the fact that the economy is collapsing. Uh, hi. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I had uh, Bill Ayers on uh, talking about education, and his point was also uh, when I asked him what he thought Ob I th what he thought Obama would do, he said, don't, don't look at Obama. Look at what we can do at the grassroots, what, we, what uh, n normal people can do 
to change the education system. Don't look to Washington. But what the unions are saying in this country and saying right this minute is that we don't have to do anything. Obama will do it for us. The Democrats in the state legislature will do it for us. This is what they're saying. Well, first of all, I think we—I think workers need to realize, uh, you know, there's that old union song uh, uh, about Harlan County. I guess it was. Which which side are you on? I'm on the radio right and I think that um, I think that people that workers need to, need to realize um, whose side uh, the uh, labor leaders are actually on. They're they're really not on the side of the workers. They're on their own side. They're they're on the Democratic Party side. They're on the power structure side. So we're, this whole bureaucratization of unions that's been going on for more than half a century since uh, the uh, Taft-Hartley. And, and, you know, we need to get back to, to um, changing some of the, 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 the uh, fundamental roots to the problem, at least uh, legislatively. And this idea that we can legislate everything, that's part of the problem, that we can solve labor problems by passing bills and so on, that's... Uh, you know, that's something that workers have kind of got used to, which has uh, disempowered them over over the last half a century and brought union membership down from around 35 percent to around 7 percent in the private sector. So we need, you know, where, where's the call? I'd like to see a call by Obama, if he's really our savior, to uh, to uh, get rid of uh, Tap Hartley. But I don't I don't hear anybody talking about that. And so we have these kind of mealy mouthed measures like uh, the card check. Um, uh, a thing it would be an improvement, but that's certainly not uh, that in and of itself is, is really just a drop in the bucket. Well, I mean, so. with, with 750,000 workers of, of SEIU, they don't need a card check. They can mobilize their members, but they don't want a proactive membership. They don't right. want an educated membership. There is no real education even of labor history in, in the SEIU or in most unions. Most workers are not, there's not education. If you're going to be conscious as a, as a labor movement, you have to have education about your own history. And right. there, there is not that education because that education would, would show that the present structure and organization of U.S. unions is, uh, is incapable of dealing with this crisis because it's a top-down, centralized, corporatized structure. Right, and that, that education is, is one of the key words here because what, what is our education, what is our knowledge uh, growing up in this country about labor and the contributions of labor and the struggles of labor? It's, it's virtually nothing. And uh, I know I didn't get any of that in, in my uh, formal schooling. And I, th- I think that, um, you know, we have to, uh, uh, first of all, uh, educate, then, uh, then agica- agitate, organize, and, and then uh, we need uh, something of a, of a revolution in this country to make the fundamental changes. But we're so brainwashed in this country. Uh, first of all, uh, most people, if you talk to them, I, uh, people I talk to, certainly here in Orange County, uh, uh, people of all political stripes uh, say, "Well, yeah, unions unions were necessary a long time ago, and we had all these these uh, injustices, and and but uh, they've outlived their purposes now. Now we need uh, the the new uh, structures uh, that that are coming along here. We need to, and, and and that's just so fundamentally ignorant and and wrong. And so I think there's so much." You you can't even get a good education about what what uh, labor organizing has been about in this country, and, and the and the fact and, and the relationship between workers and their employers from your own unions. You can you 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 should first and foremost be able to get that from them. They should be out in the schools teaching kids about uh, the struggles in Harlan County or wherever. But uh, th- these uh, things are virtually unheard of in our educational system. I know some students who actually do read uh, Howard Zinn. In their classes, well, Howard, Howard. Okay. I mean, that's. Uh, there's no. I mean, there needs to be more labor education in the schools. Uh, there needs to be uh, what we've been fighting for with the labor video project is a labor channel, 24-hour labor video channel. There are religious channels, there are dog channels. <laughs> Why isn't there a labor channel? And the unions. There's no excuse. The unions could have a labor channel if they wanted it. Uh, but they don't. Their idea of is, let's give some more money to the Democrats or let's put some TV ads on like this EFCA. Employee Free Choice Act, they are putting on TV ads. But I had suggested, for example, that the unions uh, nationally have regional meetings, hearings, uh, with workers like in Orange County who have been fired for trying to organize unions on a local basis. Because 20,000 workers are fired every year, and these are the workers that file complaints for simply trying to form a union. I mean, there's terrorism against the working people in this country. You've got to show it's not just... Uh, nameless people, but young people, workers, try to form a union, and as soon as they mention the word union in their job, they're fired. Well, what the what we have here in this country is is uh, government and company unions. It's kind of a, a, a government 
uh, a private enterprise partnership to control unions. That's what the, our unions are. are they're, they're not independent unions. I mean, that, that's really the problem here. We, we talk about com, we sometimes compare our unions to, say, unions in Mexico, or, for example, when you say, well, the, the, the unions in other countries are, are totally controlled by the government, and so they're weak. Well, I'm sorry, but that's what's happening here. You know, we've got all this... The, the, the legislation for from Taft Hartley and all the culture that's been brought up from that and and the, uh, the corporate culture and and the, the media brainwashing all this this amounts to corporate slash government unions that's what we have here and that's the the problem we're talking with John Earl who's a local organizer uh, in the past and now a newspaper publisher and uh, Steve Zouts uh, who does labor videos uh, Steve have you been able to get videos into schools at all Yes, yes, we have. I mean, we've got schools at the libraries. We did uh, some videos that were on PBS or local stations of PBS, Halfway to Hell, the Workers and Unions that Built the Golden Gate Bridge um, with Danny Glover. Um, we've, uh, we're doing, you know, the good thing about the Internet, the good opportunity it offers is that you can watch some of our videos on the Internet. Uh, for example, uh, Fighting Walmartization. Uh, if you go to laborvideo.org or if you just go punch in on uh, Google video fighting Walmartization. You can watch the videos. So we've been. We need to have a labor media strategy. In other words, our history, the history of working people in this country and other countries, nobody knows about it. And corporate media don't want people to know about the history. For example, and everyone is now saying, or many people, not everyone, are saying we need a WPA or we need to put people back to work. And and this is what Obama should be doing. But the history of of the depression is that Roosevelt only uh, implemented the WPA and passed these programs because there were general strikes in San Francisco. This year is the 75th anniversary of the San Francisco general strike in Minneapolis. There were worker occupations. Workers were taking over in this country, and Roosevelt said to the capitalists, he said, we better do something, otherwise we're going to have a revolution in the United States. Yeah, there was a huge strike in Orange County in the 30s. Absolutely. And I have, uh, actually have an exhibit in the library right now about labor struggles and other stuff going on um, in connection with immigration and immigrant Tre- workers uh, at U- in Orange County. Tremendous history. There's a very rich history of mobilization of struggle from the 30s. It was out of that mobilization. It wasn't wishing for Roosevelt or wishing for Obama to solve the problems that people got things in, in the 30s. It was about their independent action. And I think this is what we have to say to working people. It's, it's not somebody else who's going to save you. People have to save themselves. But, you know, what, what's sad in a way is two years ago, or three years ago, I guess now, uh, in 2006, we had the, uh, the, uh, the nationwide strike uh, on, to deal with... Uh, with, with, uh, with uh, yeah, right, the right of immigrants to work here in this country. Also, yeah. And uh, we had millions uh, throughout the country going on strike. And, but we had the, the labor union leaders were saying, oh, no, no, don't go on strike until after your work today. And... Uh, and we, we, we didn't have a mobilization on that day. We, actually, before that, that day, that May 1st, there was one of the largest anti-war demonstrations in, in history in, in New York City. But, it, but why wasn't it on, this, on May 1st? Why aren't the, the anti-war people, the, the, uh, the uh, labor organizers, the environmentalists, everyone going out there on the same day? We, we, have this, we had this waste of energy on that day, really, because uh, it hasn't amounted to anything. There was no follow-through uh, on it. And there was no realization of the total power that we really hold if we join together. We, we could uh, shut down this country until we get our demands uh, met. But uh, it's, it's like uh, we have this tr- tremendous potential energy, but uh, no one really realizes it, and so they squander it. There's a U.S. Labor Against, the, against War.org uh, website that shows some locals uh, in San Francisco and other places that have taken positions against the war and uh, ask for a more progressive, and uh, I'll read you what they said. Uh, they're saying that we want Obama to be, a, uh, Barack Obama to be a truly great president. We intend to help him be that by holding him and Congress accountable to meet the needs of millions who cast their votes. Uh, we know that democracy may be exercised in the voting booth, but the content of democracy is created at the grassroots of society, in neighborhoods and communities, churches and union halls, and in the street. We will educate, will educate, agitate, and organize for him. They say. Do you mm-hmm. do you agree with that? Or well, okay. I I think first of all, uh, you know, the workers like the war. 
workers have to stop the war. Right now, and I'll give you an example, the SEIU is a union which has been radically affected by the war. Yeah. The, the money that is going to pay for the war in Iraq and Afghanistan and the military empire of the United States is coming from social services, is coming from health care, but the SEIU in California doesn't mobilize its members. There should be 100,000, 200,000 SEIU members marching against the war, but the SEIU leadership is afraid of getting their members involved to fight, to connect the, war, the attack on the job with the war, because it will politicize their members. It's business unionism, and it's let's not talk about it. It's economism. Let's just talk about the thing on the job, and they don't even deal that well. They don't connect. The unions have to connect the struggle against the war with the attacks here at home. They're the same struggle. Yeah, for sure. And we're on the we're in the we're, we're in the verge of a possible uh, you know a, a similar situation in Afghanistan that we had in uh, Iraq uh, because uh, Obama wants to shift the so far as indicated they wants to shift the war uh, over to and put more troops into Afghanistan. So, And the unions have been silent about it. I mean, uh, get this. I mean, Obama's new idea is to send more troops to, to Afghanistan. Is this, is this the new idea that he campaigned on, that, that there's a military solution to, to this war in, in Afghanistan? We can solve it militarily. This is what Obama's putting out to people. And the unions have been, have been completely supportive. No, no statement. There's been no statement. Of, of any national union saying no, no more troops to Afghanistan. That is not the solution to this problem. The be, unions are completely yeah. silent about it. I mean, you would think that the unions would say, instead of increasing the size of the military, instead of spending more money on, on troops to Afghanistan, let's put that money on, on public and social services in the United States. And they're, they're completely silent. They've been hoodwinked because they believe they voted for Obama because he was an anti-war candidate against uh, Iraq. Well, I don't think they've been hoodwinked. I don't think that the union uh, app, union tops in this country want to fight Obama. They're, they're, they want to get in bed, in bed with Obama. They want an invitation to the Lincoln Room. That's where these officials are. I mean, they're not... <laughs> well, I, think the pub, I think the public, to a certain extent, has been hoodwinked, but also they've hoodwinked themselves because, you know, voting for Obama was a, was a big act of faith, you know, and if you challenge that act of faith. It was, it was somehow sacrilegious, I think. That was kind of the, the feeling that I got, you know, this is this the big revivalism kind of thing a relig- with a real religious character to it. And uh, it, it, they, everyone knows that there's really an empty vessel there, but they're, they just want to believe so badly that uh, they'll just, you know, bow down and, and uh, follow suit. So I guess the reality will come. But then we'll be back in the same situation uh, when reality comes, uh, uh, to, is realized by everyone, we'll be in the same situation. Well, how are we going to deal with this? Well, we'll we're going to vote for another Democratic Party candidate. Or we're going in a vicious circle, and that's a part of the problem here in this country. Well, I think people have to look at their history, and that's why education is important. Because, again, there's a history about what's happened uh, in, in Orange County and what's happened around this country when we were in dire economic straits. And the conditions we're facing now for working people, the, the mass of people in this country, at, are greater than they were in the 1930s. Right now, California, is, they, the admitted unemployment is, I think, 9.3%. It may go to, it's, and it probably it's 14 or 15%, yeah. Yeah. maybe 20%. It's, it's actually going to go 15%. The collapse in the housing market in California is just getting started, and commercial property, is the value of that is going to collapse, too. Right. Now, think about what that means to revenues for public agencies. And we've been, taught, what, we've been taught that the, the uh, organizing is somebody else's problem. It's, the, it's the, the, the labor issues, labor rights and wage issues are the problem of, of Latinos or immigrants. They're the problem of, of, the, of the poor, not of us, not of the middle class, not of uh, th- those of us who think we're going to get our slice of the, pie, the capitalist pie here. So uh, we have the, this whole mindset that every, all these problems are other people's problems, even though they're falling in, all uh, down all around us. Uh, do, do you think, though, that you know, if you look at history, some people argue that World War II was good for labor because it gave jobs? Well, it, I think, first of all, millions of people were killed in World War II. <laughs> so, I mean, I, 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 don't think, I don't think war is good. But, you know, it, war is profitable for corporations and business. Right, right. right. I mean, the, the war in Afghanistan and, uh, and uh, Iraq has been very profitable for the military contractors. Uh, yeah. Bechtel and, and even Dianne Feinstein's husband, uh, Richard Blum, who's a war profiteer. She actually voted for contract right. for him at Perini Corporation. So for the capitalist, war has been a solution, uh, but because it, it means destruction 
of equipment. It means, uh, and then it means it makes it more profitable. Yeah. It makes it more profitable. But what people have to look understand in this country is that the United U.S. imperialism, this this country, as an imperial empire, is in decline. We've exported and outsourced our industrial base because it's been more profitable to invest for the capitals in China and India than in this country. But so, this, so, oh, well, and, this, and we owe money to other countries. It's not like we owe, other countries owe us. We are in debt. Right, we cannot afford an empire. So people, what the capitalists are, have to say to people in this country, and they're saying, is you're not going to have a good future. Your, your children's future is not going to be as good as yours. And, right. and you just, just give it up. And now, what that means to the people, it's like in California right now. California is a rich state. There's lots of resources, there's lots of wealth, there's food, there's everything for everybody, but not under this system, because this system is based on a small group of people, the billionaires and the capitals, running and owning everything in California. That's untenable, because people can't survive. And with a completely unfair tax structure as well. But The, the whole tax structure has been organized by the Democrats to, to help big business. Well, you know, at least in the, uh, getting back to the war profiteering, at least uh, during World War II, labor used the war as a leverage to get some some uh, uh, gains, at least for workers. I mean, uh, uh, here there's not even, there's, there's, labor's not trying to to hold the, the power structure uh, accountable for anything. And, and uh, it's, it's just like Nader was saying about the, the Democratic Party. Well, the Democrats aren't holding their own uh, candidates accountable for anything. So we're just going to get more of the same until we... We start uh, pulling ourselves up by our own bootstraps, I guess. Labor has to mobilize its membership, educate and mobilize its membership. And I'm working on as, as this committee, United Public Workers for Action, for a statewide day of action of students, of users of social services, of public workers. There are a million and a half public workers in California on May the 1st. We have to shut down the state. And we have to say to the, to the capitalists, to the owners in California, that w this, this is unacceptable. We're not going to be destroyed. Our living conditions, our universities, our whole social structure is not going to be destroyed. Also, on March the 16th, there's going to be a statewide protest of community college students. The community college students are facing, they can't get their classes, they can't go to college. This, the community colleges in California are a basic entry for young people to have a future. If they can't go to community yeah. colleges along people, there's no future for them. So we have to defend these, these uh, gains that we have, the community college system and education. We have to mobilize all the working people, all union people. It's not just public workers. All workers are being affected by this crisis, union and non-union. And, and how, how is that organizing effort going right now, Steve? What kind of well, it's very good. I mean, we've been having meetings. We had a, a presentation at the San Francisco Labor Council of all public workers talking about health care, about education, uh, 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 state workers, and we're going to be having another meeting this coming Sunday, and we want, uh, we're going to have a statewide conference of all public workers' unions, or many, on March the 15th in Sacramento at Los Rios Community College, where we can have a report. And one of the things that's critical is that the attack on public workers and services be brought together so people have an idea of how people are being affected. And this is what this conference in Sacramento is about on March the 15th to bring everyone together to get reports and then to plan action by the uh, public workers and students together collectively. Well, now, wouldn't it be nice if this, I mean, since what, what happens in the public sector with the public workers affects all of us in the, in the private sector, who, whether we're union or not, wouldn't it be nice if the uh, private sector unions could, could get involved in that effort and, uh, and join and, and have a, a, a work stoppage day? Well, their sons, sons and daughters are being thrown are being prevented from getting an education they've raised the fees so much now at state university uh, is, is that their own children can't afford to go to college so they have a direct uh, uh, relationship to this struggle i mean it's not just the public workers the they privatize the universities in california so that working people regular working people can't afford to send their kids to college so they have a direct interest in joining this struggle uh, uh, for May Day and making this a real May Day. And if you want to see change in this country, l the workers in this country have to join with the immigrants who have been marching together and, and have a day of action of all the working people in this country, shut the country down, airports, everything closed. And that would send a message to Obama. It would send a message to the rulers of this country that this is unacceptable. What's happening is unacceptable. And we have the power. The fact of the matter is the working people in this country and around the world have the power to transform society. Right. You know, and I, I agree with that. Uh, uh, and I, I think that uh, we need to 
realize, though, you know, if that happens uh, or, or comes close to happening, the reaction of Obama is not going to be to embrace it, most likely. It's going to be to crack down on it, you know, the, the, probably in the same way that uh, Reagan uh, cracked down on the uh, traf air traffic control uh, union, that kind of approach, you know, there's, uh, especially in this uh, uh, kind of hyped-up national security atmosphere. So I think we really need to, 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 edu to prepare workers for that kind of uh, baloney uh, response and uh, and and uh, and uh, otherwise uh, we'll have this backlash uh, that will be uh, take a lot of uh, people uh, by surprise and, and well I, I I think people are terrified they're afraid of what's happening they have reason to be they're losing their jobs they're losing their health care their kids can't afford to go to college so there's a great fear and terror in America today and what working people have to understand is that they can solve these problems no, by, by in their action, their mobilization, not by waiting for Obama, not by somebody else who's right. not going to take care of them. They have to get involved. They have to get activated. They have to go to this exhibit that you have, Dan, and, find, they, out, and find out what happened in, in Orange County because we're going into that period again, and we have to learn from that history. Actually, there was a student who uh, saw it and wrote a blog about it, a Latino student whose mother worked in Dana Point as a domestic worker, and he was uh, really struck by the exhibit because we had some pictures of domestic workers. Absolutely. Uh, well, we have a thing called Labor Fest in San Francisco. If you go to laborfest.net, every July it's a month-long commemoration of the San Francisco general strike, yeah. in, in which we have ex exhibitions, presentations about working people, their history. We have books. We have music. We have an film, international film festival. We have to bring back our history in a popular way. We have a boat ride on the bay uh, to, to let people know this is part of, of, of working class history. This is our life. This is our family's life, which people don't even know about. Yeah, and John, I hope you get your website back on uh, because you've put up a lot of stuff about the 1930s uh, um, citrus workers strike. Right, right. And you had interviews with professors here, uh, Gil Gonzalez at UC Irvine, uh, who has written about this uh, dark history uh, where the sheriff said, uh, shoot to kill. Uh, right, right. That that's a, a, a now some around here kind of a famous headline now. Uh, uh, but yeah, you're right. Well, we're working on that, and but uh, that is an important part. Not not just in the 30s though. Uh, back in the uh, 90s, we had the drywall workers who went on strike yeah. in Orange County, and they shut down that industry, and that was in conjunction with Los Angeles County as well. And uh, that was in the face of a huge backlash from uh, La Migra, which uh, would. Uh, Rather than arresting them on the picket lines, <coughs> which uh, they usually leave workers alone on the picket line, what they do is what they did then was follow them, and that's the same thing they did, of course, in the 30s. The sheriff uh, at that time followed them, and uh, or his vigilantes followed them. They followed them and tried to get them elsewhere, and and then they deported quite a few people, um, probably a relatively small percentage, but still a significant percentage. They deported in that effort in the 90s, but the workers uh, uh, didn't back down to that, and. Um, and they they actually i think you could say they won that although at, at the in the at, at some point after they they got going in the carpenters union the more the established union could see what was happening here and the AFL CIO then they they started to come on board and give aid and so on i think it's probably more of a co-opting thing they ended up being in the uh, carpenters union which uh, they may have found uh, later was their to their not to their benefit as much as if they'd maybe been an independent union but but there's this there there was a a relatively successful struggle uh and and um so it's we we most people are you know, they kind of came and went in the press, and it's not part of our history. It's taught in schools and so on. So most people uh, today in Orange County uh, have forgotten or, or never knew about that. Yeah, even more recent rallies, right? I mean, the anti, uh, anti La Migra uh, right. rallies, uh, they just forgotten now. Yeah, well, I think, I think yeah. corporate, corporate media, the, people, the same people that own the media, are the same people that are involved in breaking unions and attacking working people, blaming immigrants. And one of the things about Obama... Obama is it wants to continue to fund uh, the ICE raids. Obama is continuing to support putting up militarization of the border. I mean, one of the reasons that uh, the, the, that the, these immigrant demonstrations and May Day, that May Day demonstrations have have grown smaller, is there's been a terror campaign. Thousands, hundreds yeah. of thousands raids. of immigrant workers have yeah. been have been raided. Well, this is not an accident. 
the, the employers, the government, don't want millions of, of immigrant workers and joint, coming out on May Day. So they've been raiding them and terrorizing them, breaking into their homes, carrying off their families. There's been a terror campaign, which Obama's supporting, against the immigrants in this country. I mean, you know, the immigrants are the ones that are building America, and they've always built America. They're not the, ca- they're not the cause of, of unemployment. It's these multinationals that set up NAFTA that shut down uh, privatized jo- uh, businesses in Mexico and forced people to come to this country. I mean, people are, are shut down, their country is destroyed in Mexico, they come to this country, and then they get blamed for the unemployment here. Yeah, and, and this is, um, this you know, it, it was this idea of going after immigrants here, uh, using the police to go after immigrants, which became famous first in uh, Costa Mesa, or I call it Costa Migra, California, right near mm-hmm. where we are. Uh, is now being uh, uh, it's it's of course it's spread in in various fo- forms uh, draconian more draconian in some places than others, but now here e- even in the city of Huntington Beach, which uh, never before has uh, the uh, Minuteman issue or, uh, or presence been been um, in Huntington Beach for some reason, even though Barbara Cole lives there, who's head of the California Coalition for Immigrant Reform, so called. Uh, but uh, now, uh, several months ago, the uh, Huntington Beach Police Department started to implement uh, the program of uh, turning people over to ICE, and um, that they stop for for various reasons. It could be uh, something benign, and, and it's not not the uh, the serious criminal, and, and so on. And um, this was done. The chief of police did this without even going to the city council, without even anybody clamoring for this. So, uh, you know, there, this uh, anti-immigrant uh, 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 approach that's been going on in this country, also with the militarization of our society and um, the militarization of police in, in reaction to uh, uh, going after uh, war protesters and so on, it's all having uh, all these things spread out and, and have a, a, a linked effect in our society. So we need to look at all the links that are going on here to, 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 uh, between uh, the war, between uh, the, the environmental issues and, and, and so on, and, and the labor issues and all the crackdowns that are going on, the corporate propaganda and so on. We've got, we, uh, I, I was watching a, a documentary the other night on um, the melting of the glaciers in, the, in, the, in China and the Himalayas and, and so on, and how this is going to affect uh, billions of people who will lose uh, much of their water supply in the next 30 years. Well, this is a worker issue, too. And we have this schism between environmentalists and, and labor organizers here, here in this country, but uh, that's re- that's uh, stupid because their uh, their issues are so linked, and so we need to uh, if we're talking about organizing across uh, geographical borders, we need to organize across these some of these political or really that's a, a social uh, border there, and, and and as well. Well, so. I mean even I mean for for example, mass transportation in California, uh, what we need is a mass transportation system, a, a train system similar to what they have in Europe and Japan. I mean, that is what we need. That, that would put workers to work in the Midwest and all over this country building this mass transportation system. But that's not what's proposed, actually. I mean, uh, they don't, it, it requires a reordering, a reorganization of, of society. And that's a radical thing. And it can't happen when you have private ownership of the oil industry, when you have private ownership of the auto industry, when you have private ownership of, of, uh, of these uh, industries, because these people make money by selling more coal, coal, uh, cars. They make money by selling more oil. They don't want to change how society is organized because they're based on private control of it. Even in California, for example, uh, we are, California and the United States are falling behind Korea and other countries as far as the use of the Internet, uh, high-speed access. Why is it that we're behind South Korea and, and other countries in the use of the Internet? Uh, because private companies are in control, Comcast, AT&T, and they want to make a profit uh, out of these services. And as a result of that, they exclude the, a large number of people who can't afford these services. Well, yeah, I, I agree. And I, I think that there, there's, um, there's also, with the environmental uh, movement, for example, there are too many uh, people with, uh, in that movement who uh, have an elitist uh, kind of background and have an investment in this uh, this. Uh, uh, money-making kind of predatory capitalism in, in an indirect sense, and their their labor leaders. I don't think the rank-and-file workers. I, I think they realize we got to do something to protect our environment. But I think the the labor leaders, like the ones who are supporting the the uh, construction of the Poseidon desalination plant in Huntington Beach, which is a water privatization uh, uh, multinational kind of uh, thing, there. 
They're 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 uh, wrapped up in pandering to uh, uh, to workers to, to in the short term and to sell them out in the long term. And so we have to uh, re, we have to in order to be able to reorganize our priority priorities, we got to realize the links. Uh, we got to educate people about the links between uh, the, uh, the the uh, effect on the environment and the effects of of uh, the tax on labor rights and and uh, standard of living and so on. And and, and instead of uh, being segregated according to social class or or these political issues as, as if they're separate they're not separate they're all they're all one and the same really well thank you very much uh we've reached the end of our hour uh we've been talking with steve zoutzer from uh northern california who does videos and uh labor videos and also with a group called united uh public uh workers for action upwa Public Workers for Action. United Public Workers for Action. And your website for the video is uh, laborvideo.org. Right. Laborvideo.org. And also John O, who is a publisher of OC... uh, OC Voice. OC Voice, (laughs) Orange Coast Voice. Orange Coast Voice. And uh, has been a labor organizer for a long time in Orange County. And his article in OC Voice is actually on display in the UCI Library's exhibit on immigrant lives in the OC, in quotes, and beyond at the Langston Library, uh, going on through late April right now. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Signing off for thank Subversity. Thank you. Thank you. you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, thank you, John. Uh, the Subversity website is kuci.org slash subversity. Uh, you can get uh, updates and also links and also uh, links to podcasts of this show and also audio files uh, that we will put up subsequently. Thank you for listening.